Hello friends, welcome to another podcast. This podcast aims to bring you news from around the world that doesn't reach mainstream media. News that's being censored, censored by social media platforms, mainstream media and even our own governments. I bring you this news purely because I believe censorship undemocratically cuts out a whole side of the arguments and it simply throws it in the bin. Now, how can a society make important decisions about their health, wealth and general well-being only hearing one side of the argument? In these crazy modern times, it's imperative to really know what you're talking about, to express your opinion and enter into debates. But how are you supposed to come to any consensus only hearing part of the argument? It seems politics has taken over science and science is being taken over by institutions no one on this planet voted in. Institutions that are owned and funded by the very people selling us their vaccines. Institutions that are run not by our best scientists, but run by politicians and bureaucrats. Institutions like the World Health Organization. Now this philanthropist's money tree the World Health Organization has led the world through a supposed pandemic, continuously giving out incorrect data as to force world leaders to make wrong decisions about our very health, wealth and well-being. Decisions being made by people who for the first time in history in a democratic society have refused to not only listen to the other side of the debate, but censor it so much that half the scientific community and a big chunk of medical experts and everyone in between are now classed as domestic terrorists at worst and conspiracy theorists at best. Austria have become the first European country to lock down their unvaccinated with other countries looking to do the same. Is it fair for Austria's government to do this? having made the decision to only hear one side of the scientific debate and simply censoring the other side. Let's go to Austria and ask a few simple questions to their public and I'll show you how ill-informed they are about the pandemic and even our basic human rights. But there are a few that can see this way of treating people is not, is not only wrong but against the Nuremberg Code, pandemic or no pandemic. No, I think it's I think it's the right way because uh, because um, uh, the the um, cases are getting higher and higher and higher, and the problems are the non-vaccinated people. So I'm fine with that. Isn't it true though you can still transmit if you're vaccinated? I, what what do you mean? You can still pass the corona on. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I think everybody should do what we can do yeah. and to be vaccinated, it's the very best option we have. So I wish everybody should do that. I'm not solidarity with these people and I believe that uh, it's a good decision from the government. So you don't feel sorry for them stuck at home? No, I should be punished for the people who just not uh, uh, have uh, uh, the intention to be uh, uh, vaccinated and uh, integrated in our community. Do you know anyone who's not vaccinated? Yes, yesterday, unfortunately, I met a, a child 
he's not going to school today because of lockdown. And uh, I asked him why. I said, because I'm not uh, vaccinated. I said, why? I'm scared about that. It's, you think that's silly? No, I don't accept that. And it's not uh, the parents should uh, encourage kids to get vaccinated. You don't have to talk to very many people here in the smart, well-heeled shopping part of old Vienna to get a very clear impression. There is no sympathy for the unvaccinated. There is very strong support for this measure. When you approach people who look maybe like they're making deliveries or passing through rather than shopping at Rolex, you get a slightly different response. It's a bullshit. Yeah? Really? Yes. What, why? Why? The people, they, they must be free. This is, this is not okay. And do you, have you been vaccinated? Yes, I have been vaccinated, yes. Do you know lots of people who have not? Yes, I know. But the people, is for himself, yeah, yeah, they, always people, yeah, they can do what they want. I don't think it's good. Yeah? It's trouble. The Austrian public seem uninformed, uninformed on the two sides to this debate, with only a handful seem, seeming to think it's against human rights. If this is indeed the way most of the public across the world feel, then all I can say is their censorship of science is working and the battles we face going forward could be a lot harder than we ever thought possible. There is one thing we have that frightens them to death. And that's the truth. The truth always prevails, they say. But can we wait that long? Do we need to force our arguments more? Do we need to force our arguments better? We as a group can see that time is running out for us to get heard. Or is time running out for them before their lies are exposed and the world's people realise they've been lied to, they've been manipulated by mainstream media and they've been manipulated by the very governments and so-called philanthropist billionaires only searching for more control, power and the money to help them reach that goal. There are glimmers of hope for us, even in Australia there's hope. Go and watch Senator Gerard Rennick in their parliament. In fact, let's have a little listen to him now. Madam Deputy Chair, <clears throat> first of all, I'd like to start today by acknowledging all the people who have suffered injuries from the vaccines. Uh, when I signed up to become a senator two and a half years ago, uh, I signed up to protect the Australian people uh, and particularly to make sure that we always look after the health and well-being of those people. The name of the game, uh, you know, with health is to make sure that everyone has a good health outcome. <clears throat> and it's not just about the vaccine rollout and reaching targets. That's a means to an end. And the end in itself is good health for everyone. And no, the best people to do that are the people themselves in consultation with their doctor. And we shouldn't be having mandates imposed upon people uh, by bureaucrats, uh, by governments or by the media. Uh, you know, what, what we have got, however, uh, is that we have got Australians who have been injured, who did the right thing, who listened to the government that said the vaccines were safe and effective. And what we've seen is many of these victims have been scorned uh, and ignored by the medical community. 
uh, that must be it must be particularly difficult to be have a have an injury at the best of times, uh, but it must be so much more worse uh, when you go to the doctor or the hospital and you're not getting the attention that you need. Uh, so uh, that is why I'm speaking here today. Um, and in particular, what I would like to do, and the reason why I am withholding my vote from the government, uh, first and foremost, is to improve the indemnity scheme for those people who have been injured by the vaccine. People have been injured for months now. There have been people who have been paralysed down their right-hand side. There's people who have had strokes, pulmonary embolisms, myocarditis, pericarditis, functional neurological disorders. And these people have been left helpless by a government who are more than happy to indemnify foreign pharmaceutical companies, many of whom are convicted felons for past uh, misdemeanours, but now we are neglecting suffering Australians. I believe that these people should be compensated for every dollar they spend as a result of vaccine injuries. The threshold should not start at $5,000. They should be compensated as well for their loss of income as a result of not being able to work because of the vaccine injury. Furthermore, they need to be compensated straight away and not have to wait for months. I know one lady who was paralysed back in June. She's been bedridden most of that time. She's had a broken ankle. She has to spend $400 a month on potassium IV injections just to keep her alive. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that we've got an obligation to protect people who are going such shocking uh, medical uh, injuries. This data alone exposes just one lie they all choose to give the public. Just one lie. In time, more and more lies will become exposed. And you know what? Media channels should be forced to present them to the public. But sadly, that's left to little podcasts like this. Now, on November the 20th, tens of millions of citizens all around the world express their concerns about vaccine mandates governments have been pushing. Protests in almost every city in the world where millions of people from every single background possible said, we do not consent. Even these protests, which have been going on for over a year in every city, have all been shunned by mainstream media's coverage. For most of us, most of the time, it feels that people just refuse to see both sides to this debate. Behaving like their leaders' censorship is going to save their lives. If indeed all the people that are awake to this, their numbers cease to grow, and in fact the remainder of the public keeps swimming in a sea of cognitive dissonance and keep ignoring their fellow man, then at least we know the size of our battle. But I say to you, especially to people like the Austrian woman, who didn't even know that you can still catch and spread the coronavirus with or without a vaccine. Before you bring your arguments to debate, make sure you have looked at both sides of the arguments and not just one. If you have only heard one side of this argument, your opinion won't convince anyone. We must stop politics taking over science and only when this happens can science move forward again. And as for the rest of us, maybe society can do the same. Until next time, toodle fucking do.